0: Greetings, this is Douglas Gimple Senior Portfolio Specialist at Diamond Hill Capital Management and this is Understanding Edge. This podcast is the third and final episode in a series that is focusing specifically on autonomous vehicles and advances in the industry. Today I'm joined on the podcast by Varun Gupta to talk about Waymo, Alphabet's foray into the autonomous driving industry. Varun is a research analyst at Diamond Hill with a focus on semiconductors, internet advertising, and healthcare technology. He's a graduate of the State University of New York, the Indian Institute of Technology, and received his MBA from the Columbia Business School. Prior to Diamond Hill, Varun worked at Advanced Renewable Energy, Tiger Logic Corporation, and Sun Microsystems. This episode is the final episode in a series focusing on autonomous driving and the potential impacts to the global economy and the companies involved in the business. The first episode focused on General Motors and vehicles. The second episode focused on BlackBerry and the operating systems involved in these vehicles. And this final episode will focus on Google's efforts to expand into the auto business. While we are getting closer and closer to return to the office, most of us are still working from home. So I ask for your patience for any sound issues that arise. I believe my computer actually chimed in once or twice while we were recording, so I apologize personally for that. As always, stay safe and stay healthy, and I hope you enjoy this new effort to bring you a series of podcasts focused on an emerging industry. Barun, thanks for joining the podcast and being part of this series on autonomous driving. Uh, We've had your colleagues on for the first two episodes covering names like General Motors from a vehicle standpoint and BlackBerry from an operating system standpoint, but you're here to discuss Alphabet's efforts in the autonomous driving market. Now, when I think of Alphabet, I think of things like Google and Nest, but they've spent quite a bit of time and money in the autonomous driving field via their subsidiary Waymo. So let's start at the beginning and talk about what brought Waymo to Alphabet and where it fits in amongst the many subsidiaries that Alphabet has.
1: Thank you, Doug, for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. So Google's founder, Larry Page, had an initial list of thesis ideas when he joined the Stanford's uh, PhD program in 1995. And among the topics he had was uh, improving internet search Uh, self-driving cars and a host of other things. And today we know that he invented the Google search algorithm and subsequently focused on building a successful search engine business. But both Larry Page and Sergey Brin, uh, Sergey is the other co-founder of Google. They are just brilliant technologists. Uh, They look for challenging problems to solve using science and technology and they evaluate new ideas with a 20 year time horizon. And the company has benefited enormously from its long-term vision, which fit, which actually fits very well with our long-term investment and owner mentality uh, philosophy that we have at Diamond Hill. So to answer your original question, Google's self-driving project started in 2009 and initially was led by a Stanford professor called, uh, his name is Dr. Sebastian Thrun. So today this initiative is about 12 years old. In 2016, as part of Google's reorganization and forming uh, the parent company Alphabet, Google's self-driving unit was renamed as Waymo.
0: So you mentioned that uh, when he was working on his his PhD program, Larry Page, that he was looking at internet search and self-driving cars. And this was back in, as you said, 1995. That's how long he's been thinking about this. I know we've had, you know, self-driving cars and science fiction for a very, very long time, but was he really thinking about it as like a, a business model and something that he could bring to the market? You know, I guess that's 27, 26 years ago.
1: He never wanted to kind of start his own business or anything like that. He's just a, he's just a technologist. He just gets excited about new ideas of novel solutions or things that have not been um, tried before. So uh, his personality is that he likes to work on things which are extremely tough and uh, uh, but exciting from a technological point of view, something that seems kind of impossible and try to see if it can be made possible. So um, yeah, he had like a bunch of uh, four or five ideas and his thesis advisor, uh, his name is Professor Terry Winograd. He actually uh, pushed Larry to focus more on internet search at that time, which was the right business decision but uh, Larry Page never had a, he never thought that he will be like the successful uh, person that he is today. His goal at that time was to just work on something very novel and very new.
0: Hopefully his advisor got a got a piece of the, the Google action early on. Um, he, he did, yeah. Good, <laughs> that's good. Uh, so I've asked Brian and Chris uh, the same question in the first two episodes of this series. So I'll ask you the same question now are we headed towards a world where all cars are going to be run on an automated system or is it going to be some kind of hybrid between human control and computer control?
1: No, that's an excellent question, Doug, because many press articles have hyped up the potential of self-driving cars too soon, in my opinion. The technology faces extremely tough technological as well as policy challenges. So one key thing about self-driving cars is users trust in using it. And to ensure that uh, consumers adopt this technology, uh, self-driving cars have to meet extremely high safety thresholds. Any set of accidents caused by these cars would totally destroy uh, a consumer's trust and lead to a complete failure of commercialization of this technology. So this is the reason why Waymo has been extremely careful about safety. So to answer your original question, I estimate that uh, the self-driving cars will be introduced very cautiously by Waymo. We're actually seeing um, two different models uh, being developed by the broader industry. So for example, you'll see that Waymo is running a taxi service with no one sitting behind the steering wheel in a carefully geo-fenced areas in in Phoenix. And then along with Waymo other companies are also working on on self-driving trucking service uh, technology where trucks are driven autonomously on freeways but by human drivers within cities and congested areas. So we see a wide variety of ways in in which companies are um, tackling this technological and policy challenge. So in summary, I expect self-driving technology to be deployed in phases, and it will take a really long time to run cars and trucks uh, to be fully automated.
0: Oh, good. That makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, I'm always worried about technology run amuck and, and everybody uh, just kind of sitting in their cars and hoping that they get to their destination. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned in in my introduction for this podcast, you know, your coverage area includes areas like semiconductors, internet advertising, and healthcare technology. How big of a shift was it for you to jump from covering the technological aspects of Alphabet, which was within your your purview, to incorporating autonomous driving into your analysis?
1: Now That's an interesting question. Uh, As you know, Doug, I'm passionate about covering semiconductors and the internet advertising sector as it fits very well with my computer science and and electronics, both educational and professional background. So fundamentally, if you think of a self-driving car, it actually needs to get two things uh, extremely right, which is first is how much uh, to accelerate the car. And second, what should be the direction, direction of the steering wheel? So if we get these two variables right, we can ensure that the car navigates from point A to point B safely. To do these two things, the technology needs to gather surrounding data using sensors and chips, and then process that data using machine learning and artificial intelligence algorithms. So I cover sensors and chips as part of my semiconductor coverage, and I uh, know extremely well about the different machine learning and AI algorithms, which are part of my internet advertising coverage. So from a technology point of view, it was not a massive shift for me. However, I did have to learn about the policy and the regulatory side of things as they are uh, as important and as crucial to enable a broader user adoption of this technology.
0: And that's part of the joy of, of being in this business is that things are always changing. And, and as that, you know, you yourself are essentially evolving from what you cover and what you're learning. Um, it sounds like Waymo has some significant amounts of data regarding autonomous driving, thanks to the efforts in Arizona and, and elsewhere. What have the results been like from a safety standpoint?
1: As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, Waymo has been extremely careful about safety and their safety record is the best amongst all other autonomous driving uh, companies. Uh, as part of the California Department of Motor Vehicle, the California DMV regulatory process, each company that has an autonomous driving testing license, they have to disclose the number of autonomous miles driven and the number of disengagements that happened each year. A disengagement is nothing uh, but when a human safety driver is forced to take control of the self-driving car because of a hazardous condition that has developed. So in 2020, Waymo had the best disengagement data with cruise automation having the second best uh, self-reported data. So in the end, a self-driving car is a machine learning algorithm that takes input from various sensors and chips and then applies the proper acceleration and direction to navigate the vehicle from point A to point B. And these algorithms are surprisingly similar to the algorithms used by other Google's products such as Google Search, Maps, and and YouTube. As some of our listeners might know, a machine learning algorithm becomes better and better as more data is given into it. And since Google started this project much before anyone, they have more data and thus it is a competitive advantage for Waymo.
0: So I wanna make sure I, I give you a chance for any closing comments, you know, to, to kind of summarize what we've been talking about and some of your thoughts around you know, self-driving and what we could expect going forward. Sure,
1: sure. In uh, 2019, in the United States, there were roughly 36,000 deaths uh, caused by fatal uh, motor vehicle crashes. So I'm very excited that one day self-driving technology becomes more prevalent and it reduces uh, these crashes. And not only it will reduce the cost and hassle of transportation, Uh, but it will also free up people's time. So I'm very excited about this technology. I I know some market commentators have criticized Google for pursuing self-driving car projects, but I actually applaud their long-term goal and vision to pursue this technology. What happens is that when you work on these uh, complex uh, problems, it actually helps Google to invent and optimize their current technology stack. And these innovations and new algorithms are not only useful for Waymo, but they are also used across other Google's products such as Search, Maps, and YouTube, uh, further extending the company's scale uh, and the technological competitive moat they have. And Google's founders, they have a long-term ownership mindset and that aligns well with our uh, long-term investment philosophy at Diamond Hill.
0: Well, Varun, I want to thank you for joining me and, and being part of this uh, series that we've put together. Uh, I'll be spending some time out in Phoenix in the near future and I may look for that Waymo taxi and see if I can get a ride and, and test test it out for myself.
1: No, it's very exciting. Um, you, uh, There is actually a user uh, who, uses that service very frequently and uh, posts uh, his experiences on YouTube. So you, you can actually uh, vicariously ex- experience that technology uh, on YouTube by seeing his videos. But then, yeah, I would also love to uh, kind of experience it firsthand when I'm in Phoenix next time.
0: Well, I'll try and give it a shot and I'll let you know what, fi- what I find out. But I, I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, Really appreciate you taking the time to jump on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Doug.
0: This material is for informational purposes and is prepared by Diamond Hill Capital Management. The opinions expressed are as of the date of publication and are subject to change. These opinions are not intended to be a forecast of future events, a guarantee of future results or investment advice. Reliance upon this information is at the sole discretion of the listener. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal.